As the year winds down, we're looking ahead to 2024 and what changes are in store for many in the financial red zone. That's about five to 10 years from retirement. Secure 2.0 has rolled out some changes that are shaking up how employer-sponsored retirement plans work. On today's show, we check some highlights. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome to the show. The show is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help you take charge of your money. Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They are both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interests of their clients. Each week we talk about things we know that are really important to you retirees, such as wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care, social security strategies, and so much more. So here we are, Thanksgiving weekend. Let's bring Ben and Matt in. Hey, guys, how you doing? Oh, doing great. Hey, Gary. Are we full still? <laughs> oh, yeah, always. Uh, I think yeah. I'm still asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Uh, Matt, put down the, the, the turkey leg, okay? Time to do the show. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> I know. Leftovers, yeah. Leftovers could go for a couple of days at least. All right, oh, yeah. let's get to the show, which is not a leftover. It's a brand new show. All right, so how'd you like that segue? There are some nice. new... <laughs> Secure 2.0 provisions that are already live, and there are more that are on the horizon. Now, the big idea behind all of them is to amp up retired readiness for folks in the U.S. by making it easier for them to get employee-sponsored retirement benefits. I'll start with the first. You guys can roll through these. There's a lot of them. Roth after-tax contributions can be made to SEP and simple IRAs now. Yeah, and that's different. That's a big change, actually. So SEP and simple IRAs. SEP are... Uh, retirement vehicles that can only be contributed by employers and simples both can can do it uh, so these are usually for smaller businesses um, upstarts that type of thing now before all of those contributions had to be pre-taxed so traditional 401k and secure act 2.0 ended up changing that to where it can now be roth contributions that go into there and the decision de- you know depends on the step it can be the employer's decision but on simple you get to decide as the employee which side you're going to be putting it into, the Roth or the 401k. And so depending on what your tax situation is going to look like at retirement or how much uh, safety you have from tax increases based on your investment options, then the Roth might be a better alternative for you. But one thing to keep in mind, if you're making $300,000 a year in retirement, you're making $100,000 a year, it might not make the most amount of sense to be throwing too much money into Roth. You might want to be doing that at retirement. So the tax planning isn't as simple as, yeah, just do this blanket statement but it gives you some flexibility as you're working and if you've got time on your side. Yeah, the next change I think is worth noting is the employer matching contributions uh, to a Roth account. So so previously, if you would contribute your funds into Roth, the match from the employer was traditional, you know, tax deferred. But now at the employee's option, uh, the match can also be made as Roth. Now you're going to, of course, pay your taxes on that you you know you're not going to defer those uh, but now those will continue to grow tax-free come back to you tax-free just like the rest of your Roth so I think that's a great enhancement yeah again make sure that you're looking at it from the overall tax perspective on what you're making now compared to what you're going to be making in retirement because yeah. all those Roth contributions from the employer the employer is not paying those taxes you are, you are paying yep. those taxes so it could still be a fantastic tool to use just make sure that you're balancing it with what your overall tax strategy is yeah and so another uh, change that's been uh, that's happened through Secure 2.0 is the exceptions to the 10% early distribution penalty. So for those that aren't aware, if you try to take your IRA before 59 and a half straight as income, then you're going to be hit with a 10% penalty. 
Mm-hmm. Now, there's some ways to get around that. You know, some of them are like 72T or Q rules where you take systematic distributions for at least five years, but it's usually not uh, a huge benefit. It, it could work. But now you can have a couple more exceptions, including terminal illness or net income attributable to excess contributions and distributions in the event of like a qualified disaster up to $22,000. So not fantastic rules. It still makes the most amount of sense if you're retiring earlier to make sure that you're balancing your 401k distributions. So 401ks have a rule 55. This isn't Secure Act 2.0. This has always been around. But if you keep the money in your 401k and you retire from that organization with that 401k, you can draw it directly to your bank account without a penalty as long as you're over 55 years old. So make sure that you know all these rules when you're looking at retiring early or you know, talk to a financial professional that can help you. All right, let yeah. me jump in and remind everybody, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. They're with Sound Path Retirement Strategies. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. I want to give you the phone number to get yourself all set up with a comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation. Here's that number, 877-249-6900, 877 877- Two four nine six nine zero zero. Matt, we we're picking on Matt today. Matt's a little cranberry sauce on over there on the, on the, <laughs> on the, on the face over there. All right, here's another one too. A, a one-time fifty thousand dollar qualified charitable deduction is allowed now. What does that mean? Yeah, so uh, it's nice to be able to have a charitable deduction for this. It's a one-time $50,000 qualified charitable deduction to a charitable gift annuity or a um, charitable remainder unity trust, and that's allowed. Now, so previously there were no benefits permitted when making a qualified charitable distribution. So like a charitable gift annuity, this is something where you would uh, pay in, you know, make this one-time gift. Uh, It would annuitize and pay you and your spouse if it was given to both uh, every month or every quarter, however it's set up. And then upon death, the remainder, whatever's remained in that would go to the charity of your choice. And now you can, you know, 50,000 is a qualified charitable distribution. So it's it's a nice little benefit if you're going to make use of that. Yeah, and the the charitable trust conversation tends to be a pretty uh, deep one. Uh, it makes it it, it could be beneficial. So a lot of times, if if you're listening, wondering you know what in the world is a unit trust and a you know all of this stuff. So charitable trusts are a way for you to gift to a charity at either while you're alive or at passing, and take the the tax deduction now. And it can be very beneficial if you've got very high tax scenarios happening for a burst of time. So, for example, you have a a stock award that's going to throw you into a huge tax bracket and you want ways to help to mitigate that. And you also were determining, hey, I'm going to be giving $300,000 to this charity when I pass away anyway. Well, then this charitable trust can help you take the deduction while you're alive as opposed to at the point of passing when it's not going to be beneficial to you. The issue with charitable trusts is that they are all irrevocable. Yeah, you don't get to change your mind. You can't change your mind. And so you can decide who gets the income or the annuity and who gets the remainder. So you can have you get the income, the charity get the remainder, or the charity get the income and your beneficiaries get the remainder. So you can have somewhat of some control over that. But at the point that you're five years into this, there's you're in it. There's yeah. there's no change. Mm-hmm. So make sure that whatever decision you make for a charitable trust, that you know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it. Another big change for Secure 2.0 is required minimum distributions. Everybody's favorite. This is where the, the government forces you to take your IRA out or else you get hit with a penalty. 
And so um, first, the amount or the age at which you need to take RMDs has changed. So before it was 70 and a half, which, you know, all of us track our half birthdays. Oh, so yeah, that was yeah. real, real easy. Yeah. And so it's the April after you turn 70. Was, I, I, I do a quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh-huh. That makes sense. That's why you keep giving yourself presents. Every yeah, that's right. Go. That's I like right. That. I like that a lot. <laughs> so 70 and a half. And that changed. And now it was at 72 was RMDs. And now they're moving it up to 73 up to 75 as time comes up. So depending on your age and when you actually cross those thresholds, bad news. If you're currently drawing RMDs, you're still going to have to draw RMDs. doesn't matter how old you are. Yep. Uh, But if you haven't drawn yet, then you're going to be on this new schedule. So that can help you to make more tax decisions because of course, RMDs are a forced taxable event. And uh, so you can, you can plan a little bit better if you've got a little bit more of a, of a buffer, a little bit more of a time horizon that's set in there. And also the penalty to missed RMDs has changed. So before, if they said you have to take $50,000 out for RMDs and you don't, then the government takes would have taken half of it, $25,000, and you have to pay taxes on the full $50,000. So real real big penalty. They changed that. So woohoo, it's only 25%. Woo-hoo. Wow. <laughs> Still yeah. a massive penalty for this type of thing. And, you know, all of this kind of comes down to, I say this multiple times on the show, is that the deck is stacked against amateur investors. When it comes to all these kind of nuanced ways to have to draw income, to the taxation of that income, to the the federal government's regulations, it's very easy for do-it-yourselfers to really fall into a pit that they didn't know was coming. And all of a sudden, you're hit with a huge tax bill or a huge penalty or whatever the case might be. And so that's why Matt and I always leave a handful of spots open during these radio shows to be able to call in to get a completely complimentary review with one of us. Now, it's going to be with Matt and myself, not any one of the employees here at SoundPath. It's going to be one of us, too. And we can do this uh, meeting remote or we can do it in person, whatever makes the most amount of sense for you. But this is where we get a good understanding of where you are, what you're looking at in retirement and how we can best help to get you to where your goals are. You know, the one thing you don't want to have happen is your income fluctuating with the market. You also don't want to have growth being set by the sidelines. And so Matt and I are hourly rate financial fiduciaries where we can help clients get a plan that's going to be consistent for income, but also be able to be flexible enough to change as these types of scenarios change around you. RMD schedules or tax taxation or whatever the case might be. So we always leave these handful of spots open. Now, I don't have anybody working on the weekends outside of Matt and Gary. So you guys are welcome. <laughs> uh, but we'll give you a, sh- a call first thing Monday morning and get you on the calendar so that we can have this completely complimentary review. All right. This is your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. You deserve a more confident plan to retire. You want to be stress-free. You want peace of mind when you retire. Here's that phone number one more time. 877-249-6900. All right. We'll take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and sound path for retirement what's up next guys well there's actually a handful of things we want to talk about going into 2024 we didn't reach in the segment so let's talk about what's in store for 2024 and then we'll go through some frequently asked questions from retirees Welcome to the show. Welcome back. This is Soundpath Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Colville, Matt Leiberger, with us each week at this time. 
on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I want to thank you for joining us. Oh, somebody pass the Rolex, please. It's Thanksgiving weekend, <laughs> and we, we overdid it. There's no question about it, you know. Uh, ben had quite the party in his house, didn't you, didn't you Ben? Yeah, it's, it's great. It was great, wasn't it? All right, so let's get started now. We want to talk about the changes that happened that will be happening in 2024 to Secure 2.0 Act. So, uh, guys, have at it. What's in store for next year? Yeah, let's talk about the catch-up contributions for IRA. So if you're 50 years or older, uh, you, you go from a limit of 6500 a year that you can put in to – there's a $1,000 additional catch-up, so you can do $7,500. Um, again, you have to be 50 years or older to do this, but those are, will now be indexed for inflation. So that that amount that you can catch up will increase to keep up with inflation as it goes. So that, that's a new add-on. Yeah. A, a big one that's happening here is beneficiaries of 529 education savings plans. So this is where you can put money aside tax deferred for uh, educational purposes and actually tax free if they're putting out for qualified education expense. Now the beneficiaries can roll over up to $35,000 of leftover funds to a Roth IRA in the name of the 529 beneficiary. Now, these rollovers are, of course, subject to Roth IRA annual contributions limits, so it's, it's over time. And the 529 must be in place for 15 years. Mm. So regular Roth IRAs just have a five-year five period where it needs to be. These are mm. 15 years, but that's also a, a huge benefit. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and Roth 401k uh, rules are finally catching up to Roth IRAs when it comes to RMDs. Uh, so another change, Roth 401k contributions will no longer be subject to RMDs during the owner's lifetime. Uh, and, and that just makes sense. The money's yeah. already been taxed. <laughs> yeah, Roth IRAs are already following this rule. So uh, so that's good. Just just know that your Roth 401k will not be subject to RMDs during your lifetime. Well, and that's always a funny thing for yeah. me is, you know, you've got regular RMDs make sense. The government wants their taxes. Sure. But they had Roth IRAs. They're saying, yep, you got to take your RMDs out. And you look around and go, why? why? I'll pull it out and not pay any taxes on it. <laughs> What's the point? And I mean, the the main point is that they wanted to stop having that money growing tax-free. You know, they want to yeah. have that money come out. I, and if you're not using it, reinvest in something capital gain exposed. Yeah, at that or, point, it's capital gains. You know, sure. whatever the case is. But it also just seemed arbitrary. So I'm, I'm glad they made that big change. We'd like to thank everybody for listening. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger, with us each week at this time. Thank you for joining us. I want to give you the phone number. Get on the calendar. Get yourself all set up with a comprehensive plan, a uh, no-obligation plan, no cost or no obligation. Get on the calendar, 877-249-6900. Leave your name and number. The folks at Sound Path Retirement Strategies get back to you first thing on Monday morning, 877-249-6900. All right, let's keep going here. We're talking about changes in store for 2024 regarding the Secure 2.0 Act. Let's see. We went over the beneficiaries of 529. We went over Roth 401k. Employer matching contributions can be made to student loan payments now, right? And this is an interesting one. Uh but yes, so now you can have the employers match contributions for student loan payments, just like for you know 401ks. And each payment you make on a student loan can therefore be matched according to the terms of the plan. The, uh, the thing that's kind of fascinating about this is there's student loan forgiveness programs that are being pushed out there. If you look at what the younger generation wants, they don't want to have to pay for their student loans. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a, a very wide range of arguments here. Uh, you know, you'll have the older generation saying, well, they just need to work harder. Well, yeah, eh, 
if you look at the cost of tuition compared to minimum wage from the 70s till now, it, it's a much different world. Uh, but with the conversation being of forgiving all of these student loans, it's kind of fascinating that they're now throwing the Secure Act 2.0, where you can now have matching contributions to pay the student loans. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's available. I don't know how much it's really going to be used uh, from younger generations, but it is it is now an option. Yeah. Uh, there's also further exemptions to the 10% early distribution penalty. So again, Ben was speaking earlier about 10% penalty if you withdraw early. So from your uh, you know, IRA, if you withdraw prior to 59.5%. Uh, uh, but there are some uh, additional exemptions. So um, expenses stemming from a financial emergency. Uh, you can go up to $1,000 a year. You have to prove that financial emergency, but uh, there's $1,000 a year, uh, as well as something that I think is important, payments for victims of domestic abuse, uh, up to $10,000 a year, and that's indexed for inflation. So if something happens and and you really need to pull some money out and you've dealt with domestic abuse or you're dealing with the financial hardship, there is some funds you can take out early and not pay the 10% penalty. Now, to be fair, uh, if they're whatever the tax liability is on those funds, you still have to deal with that, but there's no 10% penalty. Yeah. So that helps kind of remove a barrier of potential use there. And then uh, the last thing I want to talk on this before we start going to the question and answer part of it is we get a lot of questions around required minimum distributions, especially over the changes that have happened. 70 and a half was a weird date to have, but it was known. And then 72, and now people are coming saying, when is it? Is it 72, 73, 75? What does it actually look like? So the Secure Act 2.0 increased the required age for starting to take RMDs to 73, effective for distributions made after December 31st, 2022. So if you are 72 after that date, for those who reach 72 in 2023, the first RMD must be made for 2024 tax year. And so no later than April 1st of 2025. So they'd be due the following April. Now, again, if you're currently taking RMDs, then you have to keep taking them. Yeah, You can't now stop because right. of this yeah. change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it depends on what age you're turning 72, and that will determine if you are subject to the 72 or the 73. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at some frequently asked questions as well that we get quite a bit. And so let's cover it in the last part of this segment. Um, uh, let me start with just a, a simple question. People will come in and ask, how do I fund my retirement? And that seems so basic. It's, it's really what we're on about every single week. We hit parts of it. But, um, you know, we, we've talked about before, simple social security is not going to fund your entire retirement. Generally speaking, I've met a few surprisingly. But uh, what we look at is for funding, we're trying to keep a lifestyle up that you need, but you're going to need to have a stream of consistent payments that deal with inflation and go up. And at the same time, your investments still need to grow because we need to make this last uh, beyond your life. So we look at things like streams of income, like rental income, social security, um, pensions, maybe any part-time work you might have because you enjoy it. And then we look at what you have in your investments, your 401ks, your IRAs, and we figure out how can we invest that safely and still grow the funds um, for you to make make it last. So that, that that's the number one question we always get. Um, and and if you've had questions like that or other questions, or maybe you've got a 529 plan and you were surprised to hear how that can pass on to the beneficiaries as a Roth, uh, or maybe you're confused on RMDs for you specifically, and you want to sit down and hash this out for you, 
The, the information that Ben and myself and Gary that we all talk about, uh, sometimes it sparks something in you, but you think, but how does it apply to me personally? Well, that's why Ben and I always leave 10 spots open every single week to, to sit down and meet with our listeners. And you can meet with us uh, in Bellevue or on the west side of Mount Lake Terrace. We can even meet remotely. And uh, if you call up, Get into one of those 10 slots, sit down with Ben or myself, and let's look at you specifically. We'll look through uh, your your budget of when you of what you want when you retire, when you want to retire, what do you have, what do you need, and what do we need to do to get you there? So if you call now and you set up uh, one, an appointment with us, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And uh, yeah, uh, give us a call. Sit down with us. We look forward to talking with you. Absolutely, Matt. Here's some great advice here for you. The first step is sit down with Ben and Matt. Something we've been talking about resonates with you or you feel the need to get the second opinion. Want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals. Very important risk tolerance we talk about each week. Here's that phone number. Pick up the phone. Nothing changes until you do that. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Leave your name and number. Somebody get back to you first thing on Monday morning. All right. Do it right now. Do not procrastinate. You deserve a more secure plan to retire. Stress-free, peace of mind. That's what you want when you move into retirement. All right, we're going to take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path for Retirement in just a moment. What do you say we keep going on these uh, 10 different uh, questions we have that uh, folks are worried about? What do you say, guys? Let's do it. Welcome back to the show. The show is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With us each week at this time, Ben Colville and Matt Leiberger. They're here to take your charge of your money. Thank you for joining us. 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Hope everybody's having a great Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Hope you're still not too full like uh, Ben and Matt and I are just stuffed here still. We're eating leftovers in the studio. Nothing like a good old cold turkey leg, right, guys? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's yeah, amazing. It is pretty good. All right, so let's get back to the show. We're talking about questions that folks have, maybe sometimes uh, overlooked or unasked. We have uh, help from Ben and Matt to put your mind at ease, get yourself on that safe path to retirement, keep that nest egg intact. So here's the big one. You get this. This, this is the, all the time we get this, and folks still confused about this. When should I take my Social Security? We know you can start at 62. We know it maxes out at 70. Maybe folks don't even know that. But there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to Social Security, guys. Well, it's also confusingly written. Uh, surprise, surprise. But you know, <laughs> like the full amount, full retirement? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll say your, your full benefit is paid at your full retirement age, which it will vary depending on what year you were born. For a lot of us, it's 67, but it could be 66 in three months, whatever the case is. That's not your, it's not the total benefit you can get. It's not the max. Yeah, no, it, that's not. just yep. the 100% of your full retirement benefit. It can go up until you hit 70. Mm -hmm. 70 is the max. And actually, the Congress, they're saying, we should probably change the wording on this. And they're starting to, yeah. to kind of edit this. But for Social Security itself, this is a common, common question. It doesn't matter if you have $8 million in the bank or $30,000 in the bank. People always want to know, well, what do I got? You know, when, when should I take it? When does it make sense? So Social Security just has a blanket statement here. 62 is the first point you can take it as, you know, when we're assuming there's no disability, Social Security, there's some exceptions there. But 62 is the first that you can take it normally. And then it grows from 62 to your full retirement age at about 
about 5% per year. And then from full retirement age till 70, it grows at about 8% per year. Now, Social Security is indexed to inflation. So it's going to go up as inflation goes up. So if you look at it like last year, let's say that you delayed, you were 67 years old, you delayed it. So you got 8% growth on your Social Security. Plus inflation came in at 8% increase to Social Security. So your Social Security check would have increased by that delay of 16%. Yeah, it's nice. It's 16% guaranteed on a compounded cost of living adjustment thing. So Social Security can be a huge element uh, to your income. And when you take it, it can play a big impact on, on what kind of liquidity that you get. Now, a lot of times it does make sense to wait till 70. The break even for most people is around age 81. Meaning if you live past age 81, it made sense for you to wait until 70. If you pass away earlier, well, then you probably should have drew earlier. So get the crystal ball out, figure out when you're going to die, and then make your decision accordingly. Well, if I keep eating the way I'm eating right now in the studio, <laughs> I might die early. We don't, we don't you have might want to take yeah, it sooner. We don't have the crystal ball. We got that magic eight ball where you shake. Remember that, guys, when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Magic eight ball. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Well, and, and I take the magic eight ball as similar to what I call pub advice. Sure. We've talked about exactly. this before. But yep. it, you could go find anybody on the street corner who's going to tell you you need to take Social Security as soon as possible because it's not going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the thing is, Social Security is running into an issue, and this is a, we could talk an entire show about Social Security problems. The government is very bad at math, and they keep making these judgments on when it's going to go and, and run into problems. Now, if nothing changes at Congress, and again, it's debatable whether something will or won't, but if nothing changes, Social Security by 2033 or 2035, depending on what type of math the government wants to use. You know, I'm, I'm helping my middle schooler with Common Core math, so... I don't know if that means different solutions. Maybe that's what the government's using. I don't know. I don't know how math changed so much since I was in, in me school. Me too. But Are you kidding me? It, oh, it's driving me crazy. I'm spending, so kind of on a side note, I'm spending, you know, hours of my day trying to figure out, well, I know how to get this answer, Yeah. but I need to figure out how to get him to get the answer through what they're trying to teach. Uh, yeah, no, I, a, I don't get nightmare. it, but yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And, and I'm a financial professional. I should be able to figure these things out pretty well. <laughs> the okay, answer right. is two. Yeah, yeah, com- come on. Com- completely side note right, exactly. on, on that one. Yep. But Social Security is going to run into a problem in the 30s, 2030-something. Now, it's currently slated that it will be able to support about 70% of what's currently being drawn out there. So you'll have people say, well, it's not going to be there at all, so we need to you know, we need to do something and start taking it now. It's not going bankrupt. It just means that the trust fund no longer has excess, so it's all through the wages of employers that's going to – of employees that is going to come in. And, and pay Social Security. And so even with that 30% reduction, it's still break-evens still have the same cr- threshold. Now, of course, if you time it and that you're taking 100% at 65 and then it drops, you know, there, there's other scenarios here that you could end up playing, but we shouldn't panic on Social Security. Yeah. It's going to be there in some way or another. And I have, I'm a firm believer that it's going to be there just fine, that it's, mm-hmm. it's going to get changed and you're going to still get your Social Security benefit. Uh, but Either way, don't just take it arbitrarily because you're so terrified that it's not going to be there. We need to make sure that you're planning around how long you're going to live. Generally speaking, we like to plan to age 100, where your assets are and how you're going to be drawing your assets, and also what your tax plan is. By taking Social Security, you are increasing your taxable income for the year. And so that might be costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of taxes by not being effective on your Roth conversions. So make sure Social Security isn't viewed as just a vacuum, and you're also not making panic decisions. 
congratulations on it. Make sure you get a hold of Ben and Matt, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. The show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with me each week at this time. Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. Let's get to the next one. Should I take my pension as an annuity or a lump sum? Yeah, let's talk about pensions for a second. So pensions are the ever elusive unicorn of retirement that you or know, government employees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone who doesn't have them are jealous of you all who do have them. Uh, pensions are great if you happen to still have one, you know, something that pays you for the rest of your life. A few things to think about pensions here. Generally, pensions can may or may not have a COLA or a cost of living adjustment assigned to them. Uh, if they do, that's great. That means like Ben was talking about with Social Security, your pension can increase uh, each year to attempt to keep up with inflation. Sometimes they have a cap on them, but but they can increase. But another thought about pensions is it's possible to have a survivorship on them. So when you choose, when you decide to begin taking your pension, if you choose to take your pension monthly payments, you can choose to uh, take a little less amount but add a survivorship for your spouse, maybe 50%, sometimes 66%, sometimes 100%. And that means that when you pass away, as opposed to ending with your life, some of it could keep going with your spouse, half your pension, all of your pension, or whatever you choose. So first of all, look into those to see how great this pension is. Pensions are good. Some are better than others. Uh, but some people have the option of taking their pension as a lump sum and running and, and doing what they want with it. You know, investing in uh, you know on their own, and this is a very interesting option. Um, just because you have a pension, even if it has a cola, and even if it has survivorship, sometimes it's better to take it as a lump sum. And the reason for this is that all of that money then stays within your estate. And here's what I mean by that: you take your pension as a payment. Let's say there's no survivorship. You die six months later. It's done. There's, there is no lump sum or money to leave to your kids or, or anyone else. Even if you have a survivorship on it for your spouse and you both, heaven forbid, you, you pass away in an accident together, there's still no money in your estate to leave to anybody else. But if you take the lump sum and then you choose yourself to invest it however you want, well, you can create a nice stable stream of incomes. Ben and I can help you format this. Uh, and when you pass away, you still have that lump sum that passes to your children or your other beneficiaries. So pensions are wonderful. And we talk about them and we look at them when we sit down with you. But there, there also might be a real good reason to take lump sum and uh, and go if if you have that option. Absolutely. You know, there's there's a, another question here that I absolutely love. And uh, it's it's perfectly encompasses what retirement planning needs to be about. And it's the question of should I pay off my mortgage? Now, this is one Matt and I get constantly, right? Uh, and part of this has to do with previous generations. So if you look at like grandparents' generations, their idea of retirement was you got a pension, yep. pay off your house, and you're fine. Yep. You got your pension, you got a paid off house, so your debt's low, you're good, you know, sail off into retirement. The The world now is not the same, <laughs> It's especially where interest rates were. And so I have a lot of clients that will come and say, no, I'm doing the right thing. I'm putting a third payment in every other month or whatever the case is. Yeah. For, for their mortgage. The issue is that based on how mortgages amortize, it's not usually beneficial, especially if you've got an interest rate back in 2020 that <laughs> is at 3%. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. first and foremost, when it comes to mortgages, I'll go through, through this kind of quick, is if you can get some return higher than the interest rate, then it always makes sense to invest that money as opposed to paying off the mortgage. So if you've got a 3% mortgage and a 6% CD, you should not be paying off your mortgage. You should be investing in the 6% CD and doubling effectively what your return is. Now, 
even if you're at like a 7% interest on your, your mortgage, it still usually makes sense to invest the money. And it's because of how mortgages amortize. So if you get a 30 year mortgage, and let's say it's like for $600,000, just something kind of random based on current rates today, after halfway through that mortgage, you have paid $400,000 worth of interest. Mm. And you've only paid a hundred and something thousand dollars worth of principal. And so it's at the back end where you're paying mostly principal because your interest has already been paid up front for the most part. So by putting more more payments into your mortgage, you're not actually paying down a significant amount of interest. You're paying down when the mortgage ends. And so it's just taking the principal out, but not the actual interest part of it. Unless you pay it all at once, or you have it at a very fast, you know, payoff schedule. It, it's just not the way that the math ends up working. So a lot of times there's good debt, which is like a mortgage, and then there's bad debt. If you've got a credit card at 21% APY or whatever the case is, pay that off as soon as possible. Yeah. That is bad debt. And you want to retire without that type of consumer debt. But a mortgage, a lot of times it can stick. And so just real quick, this is where I love this conversation because a mortgage is a financial decision is to not pay it off. But some clients say, I don't care about the financial side of it. I want to sleep better at night. And so I call it the sleep better at night scenario here. And that that That's dictates important. a lot of what your retirement plan needs to look like yep. is this balance between financial minded decisions and what gets you comfortable as you are retired. The last thing you want to do is be waking up in a panic sweating saying, I don't know what I don't know if I'm going to be able to last on it. And you might be perfectly fine. Your plan might be just fine. But if you don't have the confidence in it, that's where it becomes an issue. And that's why Matt and I always have complimentary reviews with clients, uh, callers in the radio show is because that peace of mind is crucial. You might have a plan that's going to be just fine for you. But if you're not too sure, or if you want a second opinion on where you are and how to marry these two philosophies of best financial decisions with the best peace of mind, shoot us a call. It'll be with Matt or myself, either virtual or person, but we'll be able to help you walk through that process completely complimentary. And Matt and I are hourly rate advisors. We don't overly care where you're invested. We just care that you have the right types of investments and the right types of accounts with the right types of tax strategy. Shoot us a call. You're going to leave a message because I don't have my employees working on the weekends, but on Monday, we'll shoot you a call. We'll get you on the calendar and get you squared away. Yeah. You know, really funny. Sometimes it's a push and pull between what I like to call behavioral and and financial. And uh, that's what it's all about. You want peace of mind when you move into retirement. And if it means paying off your mortgage, well, then that's what they're going to do for you. We're going to work it all out, put that plan together for you, put that comprehensive plan together for you. Because our goal here at the show is to help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, pick up the phone, punch those numbers in 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Call now and they'll get back to you first thing on Monday morning. All right, we're going to take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and Soundpath Retirement. What's up next, guys? Now it's time to answer your questions, the listeners uh, who listen every week. So when we come back, we will tackle those questions. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me each week at this time, Ben Koppel, Matt Lieberger. They're here to help you take charge of your money. And the show is Sound Path Through Retirement. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your Thanksgiving weekend with us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. We have the questions that came from our listeners, and 
Ben and Matt are going to tackle these questions right now. Uh, Bonnie and Duvall. Okay, this question. There's like four questions in one here. All right, so uh, I'll try to follow. <laughs> Love it. Try to follow along, guys. Okay, I'm 65 and not yet retired. I'm considering purchasing an immediate annuity using all the funds in my 403b plan upon retirement. Mm-hmm. Would the annuity distribution satisfied required minimum distributions? How will placing the entire amount of annuity be taxed? And how will the monthly payments be taxed? What do we have for Bonnie? Well, gosh, Bonnie, good question. There are a lot of questions when you're thinking about doing this. Uh, part, part of me chokes at the first question. Uh, so so let, let's start with that. Um, you're coming up to retirement. Congratulations. Considering purchasing an immediate annuity using all the funds in your 403B, I'm going to go back to something Ben said on what makes the most financial decision and what might make you sleep better at night. So let's start with this. If you take everything you have in your retirement plan that you've worked so hard, you've got your tax deferred money there, um, and you put it all into an annuity, there are actuaries that work out, you know, the numbers in ways that Ben can't do with common core math. And they, <laughs> they figure out, uh, they, they figure out, uh, and they let insurance companies know, uh, here's the average payout that you're going to do on people who buy life annuities, uh, based on the average person who gets one when they annuitize when the average person dies, and they've worked it out to generally speaking, it pays about you know, one to two, maybe slightly more percent, but between one to two percent. Well, so here's the that, issue that I've got not, here. It's not a great return on the money. Go, go ahead, Ben. And well, this is the biggest thing about why I, so they're not all bad. Not all annuities are created equal. Here's the big issue I've got with life annuities. And then you know, Matt, I'll let you answer the rest of the question. But okay. it's that they tend to be deceptively sold, deceptively yeah. explained. Guaranteed whatever percent. You're going to get a bonus of 40%. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you put $100,000 in, we're going to give you $40,000 immediately. I saw this about two weeks ago with someone yeah. sitting down in my well, office. And also, I'm going to give you a guaranteed 7% growth on that money. Yeah. That Those are not the real numbers. No. You know, the, the big issue is that they run two sets of numbers. A life annuity will have a cash value, which is not getting a 40% bonus, mm-hmm. which is not getting a guaranteed 7% per year. And that's the actual money that's going to beneficiaries, the money you can do something else with if you change your mind. Yeah. The other set of numbers shouldn't really have a dollar sign next to it because all it's used for is a crediting factor for your life annuity. Mm-hmm. So that's going to get 40% increase plus 7%, but that number ultimately will be multiplied yes, by 3%, yep. by 4%. And that's what your income is going to be every year. So that's why Matt was saying when you take it to your life expectancy – your return is 1% or 2% per year. It's not 7%. That bonus made hardly any difference at all, but they're typically sold very, very deceptively. And so usually I say if a client knew exactly what they were getting with a life annuity before they signed up, a lot of them would not sign up. Yeah, and and this is something where if you're looking at one, uh, great reason to give a call, sit down with Ben or myself. I'm not trying to jump to the end here, but it's important. We will sit down with the spreadsheet with what you have in hand and we'll work out the numbers and we'll see what, based on life expectancy, what- And if you want looking. it with your eyes wide open, great. Then you know exactly what yeah. you're getting. Yeah. And, and that is perfectly fine. But if you're doing it based off of what a salesman's telling you it can do, yeah. Make sure you're diving into the numbers. Well, and here's the other huge thing I have is is you've saved up all this money in a 403B. This has to do with the state planning. This has to do with the people that you care about that you might be leaving behind. This goes back to what I was talking about pensions and whether you can take a lump sum. If you take everything and you put it into an annuity, Bonnie, and you annuitize for life. Now, there are certain riders you can get, but a standard traditional life annuity, 
those payments end the day you die and there is nothing in your estate to pass on for, from that money a standard one well, so and, well and most times the things that the reason that there's nothing to pass on is because your cash value has been depleted by those payments exactly exactly yeah. so uh l- l- let's say here's where you're insuring on uh, against longevity you're basically making the bet that you're going to live a long time and as the joke that ben always says every week if you live you know past noah's age then yeah you might win uh but but if, if you annuitize and two months later after two payments, you pass away, it's done. Now you can add some riders that will cost you to guarantee maybe 10 years of payments from when you annuitize. So if you die in year five, someone else will get five more years of payments. There's certain things you can do, but goodness, if you keep it in your 403B and we invest in other ways for some more structured payments, better better returns than one to 2%, yeah. uh, then and also- still safety. And, and still safety. Absolutely. Then we can also leave that within your estate. So heaven forbid you do die early. You still have all your money that you can pass on to somebody. So gosh, there's a lot here. I'd I'd like to sit down and talk with Bonnie before we went too much further. Right. But to answer your questions, Bonnie, if if you do decide to do it, which again, your money, you make your best decisions here, but in terms of the taxation of it, so does the annuity satisfy required minimum distributions? Yes, it does. You will get your RMDs out. Even if your RMD is higher than what the annuity payment is, then the annuity will draw out the amount of money that is necessary and then change the overall metric. So yes, it does qualify and satisfy your RMDs. Placing the entire amount in the annuity will not create a taxable event. Annuities can be IRAs, so it would just be a rollover and you wouldn't be taxed until you start taking the money out. And then how will the monthly payments be taxed? 100%. They'll be taxed at your income. Now, even non-qualified annuities, so just kind of another side note here, a non-qualified annuity, typically you would think that you're going to get capital gain exposure on the income draw. No, you get taxed at income for all the growth in that non-qualified annuity. The return of principal is always tax-free because you've been taxed before, but it's the growth that's going to be taxed at income levels, which depending on your situation might be more beneficial than a 15 or 20% capital gains rate. So there, there can be some tax advantage there. Wow, my head's about to explode. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot there. Yeah. yeah, what I mean is serious, and you guys just proved it every week. We talk about how complicated retirement planning is, and this is this is a very complicated situation that Bonnie uh, is asking about, and which deserves a detailed answer, which Ben and Matt did a great job explaining to uh, Bonnie and our listeners exactly what's going on with this particular scenario. And whatever scenario you have, whatever situation you're, you're in, Ben and Matt would love to talk to you, get on their calendar, get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan and that's what you want when you move into retirement you want peace of mind you want to you want to be able to sleep well at night 877-249-6900 877-249-6900 that's the number to call questions from our listeners let's get to herman and bothell i'm automatically enrolled in my company's 401k years ago i'm 55 plan to retire at 65 is there anything i should be doing now to help me get to my retirement Absolutely. So you are you're right there. Now, the first question I typically ask clients when they come in in this situation is why 10 years? Now, when I see 65, I typically view that as an arbitrary number that is based off of like Medicare saying I'm going to retire because that's when medical premiums will go down quite a bit. That might not necessarily be the best scenario for you to retire at. You know, if you've got the amount of income that is necessary for you to be able to have the retirement that you want, I always suggest retiring as soon as that happens. I mean, the big thing is that we have no idea how long we have on this planet. And it would be a shame to work up until the day of your passing. I had a client that came in and they had significant amount of assets 
and he was still working up until the moment that he passed away because they were they were a bit scared. They didn't know what they'd be able to do, and they wanted to make sure that their assets were able to last, and they had plenty. So first, make your retirement date based off of the realistic expectation of what your retirement income needs are going to be. Now, if that's still 65, that's great. You've got 10 years away, so you need to start reallocating your funds to make sure that that light at the end of the tunnel doesn't get changed. If we've got another 2000 to 2010, the next 10 years being a really bad market, you don't want to have that influence your retirement date, and all of a sudden, 65 is now 70. So make sure that you have a plan set in place to create stable, consistent income while also keeping time horizons for your stock accounts to be able to weather a storm like a 2000 to 2010. So again, uh, moving from the allocation of just accumulation into a distribution strategy is really where you're where you're at right now. You're 10 years from retirement. That's when I suggest you start that process. All right, let's get to Danny and Everett. Myself and my spouse are both 65, recently retired. Between Social Security and savings, we have enough to live on in a reasonable manner of comfort. We each have $500,000 in term life insurance policies are coming up for annual renewal. At what point does it make sense to cancel those policies? I bet you get that question a lot too, don't you guys? Yeah, you know, part of what Ben and I do when we sit down is is we discuss we discuss insurance. Uh, there's five areas of planning that we go through. It's not simply talking about, hey, here's the three investments that you ought to be in. Tell your neighbors, right? We we talk about uh, income planning. We talk about these on the show too. We talk about income planning, uh, tax planning, estate planning. We talk insurance planning, and that's that's a key thing that this would fall into. And then of course we talk investment planning. So, Danny, good question. Uh, you're both recently retired. Congratulations. Um, Social Security and savings, you're living on that with reasonable comfort. That's great. Your term life insurance, let me just say this with life insurance. Here's the main reason to have life insurance. The main reason is that if one of you passes, you want the left, the person left behind who's still here uh, to have a semblance of lifestyle that, that they're used to and not struggle with, with living while they're also struggling with the loss of a loved one. So when you look at uh, the person left behind, when you pass away, if you're dealing with savings and Social Security, the savings will still be there. They will lose the lower of the two Social Security and their tax bracket will change. They won't be filing married, you know, filing jointly. If you take that into consideration, the other person can still live just fine. Well, you know, then maybe you save on that premium when those terms come up, because I'm sure you have a guaranteed insurability clause in those, uh, but the pricing will go up. So let's sit down together and look at that. Uh, if, if you do need to add a little bit more, maybe we lower the amounts. We'll take a look, or it just may be that you don't need to keep that premium coming out every single month. So uh, specific things, let's sit down, Danny, and talk. Uh, but great question. All these questions, great. Every week, y'all ask great questions. So if you're driving right now and some of these questions sparked maybe another question in your mind and you weren't able to uh, to get yours in on the radio show, you know, give us a call and sit down with us. Ask us. We can do a remote meeting. We can do a phone call meeting. Or you can sit down in person with Ben or myself. Uh, we always leave 10 spots open every single week for our listeners. Um, so, you know, bring your questions to us. Let's sit down. Let's talk this. Often when we sit down, we're going to hear where you are, where you want to go, and maybe some issues you've had in the past. Maybe 2022 was difficult. Maybe you're in the five to seniors out from retirement. And you need a solid plan on how to get there. Or maybe like Danny, you just retired and you're curious about what you need and what you don't need. We're going to go over all those. So call us now. We'll give you a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. We'll get you on the calendar and uh, we'll sit down and, and we'll talk to you. All right. Great advice, Matt. This is your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan. 
Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. Here's that number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Call now. Nothing changes. So you pick up the phone and punch those numbers in. You deserve a more confident plan to retire. You want to be stress-free. Like I said, you want peace of mind in retirement. And it all starts by picking up the phone and punching those numbers in. 877-249-6900. Do it right now. All right, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics and new questions right here on Sound Path to Retirement. Ben and Matt, guys, I enjoyed it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath retirement strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.